Welcome, everybody, to Season 3, Episode 6 of So Strange. I'm your host, Andy Myers. I'm an author and a paranormal researcher who is joined today by Chase. Uh, now, Chase has been on the show before, but we just can't get enough of him. And if he keeps having UFO experiences, we're going to keep having him on the program. So thanks for being back here, Chase. Absolutely, Andy. I'm glad to be back. It's good to see you again. So what gives, man? You just you just keep seeing weird things in the sky. Well, this one, like, honestly, it's been probably, like, the ones I told you last time were probably a couple years back. This one was Monday night, I think it was. I texted you at, like, 2 in the morning, I think, on Monday night, or Tuesday morning, Monday night, yeah. So, now you're, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, for anybody listening, right smack dab in the middle of the country, and you're you're in the Omaha area as well, aren't you, Chase? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you had you had mentioned last time something about your grandma's property that was uh, where you had seen a couple weird weird things, right? Yeah, just north of Omaha, I think, is where where she's at. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense because I've been <laughs> for years now. I've been hearing uh, people talk about how weird the north side of Omaha is. I mean, they have everything from uh, I think there was a Bigfoot sighting. There's talk about there being portals, you know, portals to other dimensions out there, and plenty of UFO sightings. You get out to parts of like uh, Blair and Fort Calhoun, and yeah, it's it's interesting. So, walk us through. I mean, what what did you see? Who was with you? What was the what was the weather like? What was the dew point? What you know? What what constellations were in the sky? Give us as many de- as many details as you can think of. Of course, yeah. I mean, like as usual, I think around this time of night it was Orion and Sirius. So, I mean, I always kind of, I I walk out, you know, every so often, and in the winter time you just look up. Oh, Sirius looks really beautiful tonight. Orion, how you doing? How's it going? But, um, no, yeah, it's probably it was a chilly night. I mean, it's it's late February, I think that was the 28th. Um, and I was walking, you know, I, I think I told you last time I get my urges to kind of just go out and take a walk in the middle of the night. And it's just like this weird kind of draw that kind of pulls me out there. Um, so I go down to the corner gas by my house and, um, I talk to the clerks there. They all know me by name. I go there quite often. Um, and down there talking to them and, one of them asked me, oh, you know, I've talked to her before about moving to Colorado and stuff, and I really want to at some point. Um, and she's like, you aren't gone yet. And I go, no, no. And we, the conversation eventually turned later on to, you know, some of my experiences, some of the stuff I've seen in Colorado. And I was just telling her this story. One of the only times, the, the only time, actually, not one of, the only time I've ever felt fear was uh, from an experience I had walking that same route down to the gas station. And it was about a guy who was sitting on the park bench and he's like, Hey man, can you see my eyes? And it was, it was very strange. It was a weird conversation. I'll have to go through that one later. Um, but he's like, Hey man, can you see my eyes? I'm like kind of putting distance between me and him. Cause it's a weird thing to ask somebody at four in the morning. I tell you what, out in the, you're the only two out on the road. There's no cars going by. Um, can you see my imagine. eyes? I can't imagine. I mean, did you get did you get a vibe that that he was an alien, or did you get more of a vibe of okay, this guy might have some mental health issues, or what were you feeling in the moment? It was a bit of both. I was definitely questioning at that point. Um, but when he said he did like one of those little pull downs where he kind of pulled down his eyelid, and I looked, and sure enough, black and black, all all black, and not not like he got punched. No, no, no. His iris and everything was just black. 
Um, it's like, like the black eyed, like the black eyed children phenomenon. Yeah, but this dude was an adult, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Black-eyed um, adults, that's new. You know, it it was very weird. Um, I did. I was catching a really odd vibe, like you know, um, you go close to this guy and you're not gonna come back. He's gonna take you to another place and you're not gonna come back. So I was definitely trying to put distance, um, between me and him. But that was like you know back. I was telling her that relaying that story to her, and it was very odd because like when I would walk down from the my house to the gas station there's the, he he was sitting on that bench but he would kind of follow me with his eyes or like be turning and then what i did is i you know walked all the way down to the next street came in the back way to the neighborhood just as i'm coming up by my house you know he's locked on like by that point so like almost like he knew i'd go that way um but we were anyway <laughs> on with it uh, sorry i get i get sidetracked very easily because no, no. I, I have I a like lot all, of these cool things i like all the details i, I love yeah. all the details the more details the better better to have too many than not enough so he's he's tracking you he's following you it, it's almost like he has some sort of uh lock or, or even some intuition on you like he knows what you're gonna do before you do it it was very strange in that in that experience for sure um and it, like it's four in the morning that at that point i think is when I was out and but talking to her more about that and then you know I'm like okay bye guys have a good one we'll see you later come walking back to my house in the present day this was Monday night again um coming back to my house and just just about to cross one of the fast food parking lot areas in my zone and I see over my house I mean this was tree line this was probably like 30-ish feet above my house there's almost like an amorphous blob, like a fog, but like it had like a, you know, in the summertime when the roads are really hot and you see that kind of wave or like, um, yeah, predator. you like, yeah. I was just going to say like predator. It's, it's almost like a, a translucent, uh, mist that you, and, and yeah. if, you, if you look just right, you can see it kind of vaporing off the ground. Yeah. Is very strange. Um, definitely like Predator. Um, that would probably be the best descriptive. Um, and I'm walking across, and right when I see this thing just hovering over my house, this kind of amorphous shape, um, uh, all the hair on my body. And I mean, like, I have long hair. You can see this was up. Um, so there was every, almost everything like, was there's on like it. a static charge. I mean, did it almost feel like a static charge? Like, because that's what sometimes people will say right before they're hit by lightning is they almost felt like they were being charged up. All the hair, even the hair on their head was was being raised a little bit. It was um, very strange. Um, and you're probably going to have to bleep me. I want to make sure I'm accurate. I said, what the f- was that? Uh-huh. Um, or what the f- is that, I should say. Uh, and right when I said that, it kind of morphed into a different, like almost like a boomerang shape. And then shot down towards uh i would say like lincoln i think that was um 200 300 miles an hour maybe it's hard to judge speed because like by the time it was down the block i couldn't see it anymore um and i had come inside because like i'm looking for some sort of validation that my eyes weren't lying to me um so i come inside and i live with my mom 
and I go, hey, mom, did you, did you see anything, hear anything, feel anything? And she's like, I was in a dead sleep. I didn't feel anything. I'm like, and I was telling her the story and I kind of began my, I usually do a thing when I see these things, like I call it rapid deduction. Uh, like where I'm like, it was it birds. No, it couldn't have been birds. Birds don't do that. Was it a plane? No, it just like kind of just deducting everything that I don't think it was. And if I'm, do that long enough, you're going to be left with nothing. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it yeah. truly a UFO. Exactly. Yeah. Unidentified, but you need to do that. Um, you know, we all need to rule out common sense explanations, you know, because not everything uh, that, you know, that we experience is truly paranormal. I mean, if, if everything that we experienced got lumped into the category of paranormal, it, it wouldn't be, paranormal it would just be normal (laughs) so uh now okay so it morphed into a boomerang shape uh at at what angle were you seeing this thing were you seeing it from the side were you seeing it straight on uh was it kind of at an angle so about 30 30 feet above my my house 30 to 50 and then i was like on an incline so like i want to say like almost probably like a 10, 20 degree angle. I was looking partly, so it's an isometric, right? It's from partly below and then partly in a, you know, angle. Um, I don't, I don't know. Any, uh, any estimate on size? I mean, are we talking about something that was the size of a, like a private uh, two seater airplane or a commercial airliner? Was it the size of a Volkswagen bug? What do you think? I would say probably, Maybe like half a school bus, I would say. It wasn't very big. It was just it, almost about like the size of my house, like almost the exact size, like probably 30 to 40 feet maybe, something okay. like that. Something, not very big. I like that because a, a school bus is something that everybody can, you know, you have that mental image in your head, cut that in half. And, and it's interesting because – uh, a lot of people report that some of these, you know, saucers, not even saucers, but just some of these – aircraft that are being seen because some are boomerang some are cigar shaped some are square and octagon and all sorts of weird stuff but a lot of people are saying that they're not very big you know size of a minivan size of a a, a mini bus you know things like this some of them are even smaller like the size of a you know compact uh, suv and then you have you know the exceptions where you have like the phoenix light where there's like a the phoenix lights back in i think it was 96 or 97 when that you had a boomerang shaped craft that was like the size of a city um, so in the moment, did you feel fear? Did you feel excitement? Did you feel a sense of confusion? Uh, the confusion's always there. Yes. Uh, for every single one of these type of things, the confusion is always present. Um, but no, I think I have described it to you a bit before. It's like touching, um, like licking your fingers and then touching both ends of the battery kind of, um, like just a small, like nine volt. And it's almost like a constant kind of wave that kind of goes through your body and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it was just, that was pretty much it. Just a confusion. Like I literally exclaimed in the middle of it. Um, and yeah, just confusion and just a sense of like almost electricity in the air kind of. Yeah. Pretty common. I mean, a lot of people say that, the feeling of electricity in the air is so heavy that it's like they can almost taste it. They can taste almost like a metallic kind of charge, if you will. So this thing sped out uh, and, and 
you know, 200, maybe 300 miles an hour. Uh, it's pretty fast. That's as fast as like a top fuel dragster. Um, I suppose compared to a commercial airliner, it might be on the, uh, the slow side. I think those go a, a tad faster, but still fast nonetheless. But what mm-hmm. I, what I want to know is what was the acceleration like? I mean, did it slowly speed off or was it like uh, the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars where it just like, pew, like it was just it, gone? In, in instantaneous acceleration. Yeah. Wow. Just uh, there's no... There's no speed up point. There's no zero to 60. That's just one speed go. Yeah. And what's interesting to bring up this, the acceleration or deceleration of some of these UFOs, people have reported that they do so at such a velocity that not only could a human on board not survive that, but mechanics couldn't even survive it. I mean, you talk about some of these, uh, you know, pilots, uh, you know, people in the Air Force, astronauts who work for NASA, you know, some of these guys um, are pulling, you know, upwards, you know, six, maybe seven G's. uh, And don't quote me on that. But I think, you know, humans can withstand uh, several G forces. But the rate at which some of these things are accelerating and decelerating, it, it bends the laws of physics. And we've got some of them on camera. I mean, recent in recent years, you have the the Tic Tac video, the go fast video, uh, the gimbal film, and all of these are military footage that have been released, tracked, you know, with GPS right between the crosshairs of our own aircraft. And these things are going from 20,000 feet to ground level in less than a second, and then stopping at a, at a dead point. That would rip apart any sort of a drone, any sort of an aircraft. They're not, they're not built to withstand like 50 Gs. You know what I mean? It would be, it would just obliterate the machinery so it makes you wonder are these things interdimensional you know are they phasing in and out of our existence uh you know and their laws of physics don't apply to our reality it would seem uh at least from my experiences that's definitely true because like you see them how fast they're going that like you said that would liquefy probably a human being like there would be no chance so they would have to have some form of a way to dampen inertia or, or negate inertia even um, to where they could do that and not have an effect on any internal parts of the craft itself. Um, so you would have, you know, I, it, at the most, I think a human could withstand uh, 14 G's for maybe a couple minutes. Yeah. Or, that, 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 that might be a, you know, we're not physicists, obviously, but yeah, maybe somewhere in that ballpark before you start to black out, lose consciousness and eventually have irreversible health problems. But simply put, humans, humans aren't built to withstand that and almost makes me think of uh, the movie Contact, which is going to date me a little bit. But one of my all time favorite movies going all the way back to 1997, Jodie Foster's inside this, this spacecraft that's going through a wormhole and you know, the vibrations of the actual uh, spaceship are like really drastic, but like inside it was like calm and tranquil. Like she, you know, she was zipping through at the speed of light, but uh, from her perspective, like it was like she was hardly even moving. For sure. And dude, that is absolutely one of my all time favorite movies. Thank you for <laughs> mentioning it because uh, you dated us both, I believe. <laughs> you know, it's uh, funny though, Chase, a couple of years back, I was at a, I was giving a lecture on, intuition and the body mind spirit connection but i was at a a university i was at creighton university 
and I was I was hired to give this presentation to like second and third year medical students. So we're talking like really logical people. And these are, you know, young, the brightest, youngest kids you could imagine. And I made some sort of reference point to that movie and I could tell <laughs> it wasn't registering. And I said, OK, raise your hand if you've ever seen the movie. Not one of them raised their hand. And I was like, oh, OK, I'm old. It's official. You young whippersnappers <laughs> don't know a good movie if you. <laughs> anyway and it's not that old either it's like 93 97 i think but yeah it's man. not that old we are though apparently oh so uh yeah so i mean that night did you have any weird dreams did you have any alien dreams was there any after effects from that experience no and it's funny you mentioned dreams too and it's funny you mentioned dreams and contact because that's how a couple of my dreams have been. You kind of feel like um, almost like if you remember the end scene with her, her dad in the, in the, I think it was Pensacola. Right. Um, You kind of see her kind of move her hand along the thing and she realizes, Oh, she can manipulate this. And in the dream, that's how it kind of starts with your lucid dreaming. You realize, Oh, I can manipulate this. And then in comes the the being, I guess it was her dad at the time, or it chose the form of her dad because that's what was most comfortable. And that's kind of how I feel like it kind of works is they want you to feel comfortable. Um, and that's why I think a lot of my experiences have happened at grandma's house because they want you to feel comfortable, but not territorial. They don't want to come into your room necessarily to, kind of give you that uh, you're in my room get out it's like a neutral zone kind of thing um so yeah it's odd um but no not none that night none um none in a couple of years actually for the dream state and you haven't found any weird markings on your body no chip implants or <laughs> scars that appeared overnight nothing like that well the the one that I do have at least the one that I I'm skeptical of um is the one that I showed you last time that was on my wrist um but no no new ones at least <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's interesting and again to reference that movie you know what Chase is talking about when Jodie Foster goes through the wormhole and she she meets the alien at first it does look like almost like that character from the alien movie it's kind of like translucent and amorphous and then as she gets closer yeah it takes the form of her deceased father uh because it's a form that she was very comfortable with obviously and then yeah she kind of touches like the sky and the sky kind of bleeds into the ocean and it's kind of wavy and shimmery and she's like okay this is like a simulation like this isn't this is real but it's not real at the same time and but if alien beings have the capabilities and have the technology to come here from distant star systems how hard would it be for them to put us inside of some sort of simulated experience? I think for that would be like child's play. That would be like playing a game of Super Mario Brothers on 8-bit Nintendo, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. And then again, what what is real? What's not? I mean, you look at some of these AI, uh, this AI technology that's coming out, which we referenced last episode, and I, it's hard to even tell what's real and what's not anymore, period. Yeah, especially that AI stuff kind of does scare me a bit uh, with the level it's getting to. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It, humans are coming a long way, but almost like too far, too quick. Too far, too quick. It, it's almost like our technology is developing faster than our maturity can keep up with. You know, 
And I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, uh, you know, ET, at least for now, might be kind of keeping a distance or keeping kind of quiet. Um, but who knows? Do you think, Chase, that, I mean, for years, and, and Hollywood has been banking on this for decades now, but do you think they'll ever get to the point where they're like, okay, enough is enough. Let's Let's erase any shadow of a doubt. Let's land our spaceship in the middle of, Times Square, or let's land on the White House lawn and get out and let's just wave to people. You know, the cameras of the world can be on us. Will they ever do that? Or are they just going to keep viewing us from a distance and freaking people out like yourself? <laughs> well, considering how the government has tended to react to some of these craft with sending, you know, they say, oh, well, we're not antagonizing anybody. Well, you send war jets, war fighters after these things. The first thing, you don't send scientists, you send war jets. Yeah. Um, so, no. The the White House landing is not at least going to happen in our lifetime, probably, at least, unfortunately. I mean, what would happen? I mean, they have, like, rocket launchers on the top of the White House. Would that thing even yeah. touch the ground, or would they be shot down before they had a chance, you know? No. It, they would try. <laughs> I don't think they would do it. Like, with the balloons, like, people were saying, ah, that's aliens, and... No, a smart civilization like that is not going to fly slow enough to let itself get annihilated. Yeah, and speaking of smart civilizations, it does make you wonder where humans come in on that on that scale. Uh, we're a primitive species. We're, we're brand spanking new in the grand scheme of things. Uh, scientists have agreed that Homo sapiens, you know, modern humans in our current form, have been around for about 200,000 years, but we didn't even develop cars or rockets or computers or anything like that until roughly the last hundred, you know, and computers even, even more recent, but I don't know. I think we're, we're infants. And my, my personal opinion is that maybe they're just here uh, observing us. I, I, and I don't know, it, we can speculate. Maybe there's some sort of intergalactic federation that has rules in place. Maybe they can't interfere to a certain extent. Maybe they could, they could give us, cool technologies and new weapons and cures for cancer. But are we, are we to the point where we could handle that or would we just try to weaponize any technology they would give us? I would, I would say we would try to weaponize it uh, at least as far as the government's done things now. Um, well, allegedly the government who uh, allegedly all, all allegedly. Yes, of course. Cause you know, you start talking in absolutes and you start having people knock on your door, but um uh no uh, and those people would be wearing suits and they'd have black eyes right <laughs> yeah, yeah black eyes or sunglasses you know yeah they'd have a uh, little flashy devices they flash in your face to make you forget things yeah yeah There's a little nod to men in black there man we're just this this is becoming an alien uh movie <laughs> movie review which i love we can do a whole episode on that you got contact uh men in black and and hey when you mentioned uh you know, when we see alien crafts, we send military jets with with weapons on them as opposed to scientists. And that got me thinking to another uh, another movie that came out uh, just a few years ago. Um, oh, my Arrival. Gosh. Arrival. Thank you. Thank you. Where they kind of have the uh, I don't know how to describe them. They were almost these like jellyfish. I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what the creatures looked like, but they land. And this scientist, uh, it was like a linguist, like she was a professional like decoder linguist. And they sent her in to communicate with them aboard this spaceship that had landed in this field. But 
it was a whole rigmarole because the military, you know, didn't want her to get close enough because they had guns pointed at this thing. And I mean, yeah, true to form. I, I, I think that's what that's what humans might be like if one actually did land on the White House lawn. That would be kind of cool. Actually, that, you know, something that we're not entirely used to all these aliens that you hear about, they're all human or, you know, anthropomorphic kind of beings. But you never hear about the ones that are like really strange looking like you know jellyfish or this flying spaghetti monster or whatever you got like you know right i mean and i've had this conversation with my daughter sky before i was like if you can imagine a strange planet it probably exists somewhere out there with creatures that are so bizarre you know we could hardly make sense of you know heads or tails um yeah it, it is interesting what do you what do you make of all these uh it's been all over the news I mean, these uh, Chinese weather balloons, uh, these weather balloons that are being shot down that might not be Chinese weather balloons. Uh, some the government says they don't know what they are. What, what do you make of all this? Have you caught wind of that lately? Um, yeah, I, I've paid very close attention to it because uh, I'm usually um, paying very close attention to anything that mentions anything about uh, UFOs or something in atmosphere and stuff like that. And um no, I I definitely don't think I think they're exactly what they say they are. At least this time, I tend not to trust what they say too often. But uh, uh, they're exactly what they say they are. Um, they are weather balloons or uh, the spy balloon that had the radar, whatever it was attached to it, the three school buses or whatever it was. Um, and my logic to that would be like I think I said just a bit ago was a, a civilization that's so advanced would not fly slow enough to let itself get shot down by a simple jet. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I I happen to agree with you here, buddy. And and I I had friends and family and, and my, my own mom. She was everyone was texting me. They're like, oh my God, check out this article. Check out that article. Look at the news. Check the news. <laughs> And I and I every time I get more and more excited, but then I would read the article and I'd end up a little disappointed because I, I had the same thought. I said, if these are coming from a distant star system and they've traveled through wormholes dodging asteroids, why why are they taking the form of a flimsy weather balloon that could be shot down with a BB gun? I mean, it doesn't right. it doesn't make it doesn't sense. Make sense at all. So no, I think they are the in this case uh, definitely exactly what they say they are. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, it's just a trail yeah. of breadcrumbs. It, it, when we do finally have contact, it's going to make all these, the, the journey more worth the wait. Uh, for know, sure. Little, little things like this. Um, Juice worth the squeeze, for sure. <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> that's right. Any any other happenings lately in, in the UFO, uh, in the UFO um, arena for you? No. Um, I mean, that was literally like one of the ones that kind of shocked me into it. I was like, wow, okay, that's the first one in a couple of years. I usually don't see them too often anymore it used to be like once every three months i'd see one um but no that's pretty much the only one you know and, and i've seen this time and time again you know when a person sees one they're likely to see many and they might be clustered you know you might see three in one year and then nothing for a decade but it does make you wonder is there an element of you know why are why are certain people more prone to seeing them is it people who are spiritual and intuitive. I, I, I know a lot of people who are intuitive and spiritual and they're, you know, holistic and they're open-minded and they tend to see them. And then on the other hand, 
you know, I, I don't know. Like, are are you are you being followed for? Are you? Did they chip you? With did they put that implant in your wrist? Are they keeping tabs on on Chase? And if so, I mean, why? You know, why? Because everyone it happens to says, "Why me?" Like, I'm I'm just Joe, nobody. I'm you know, I'm just an average person. I, I'm not worth studying. Well, maybe you are. Maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to figure out what makes you tick as a as a human. You know, what are your thoughts? What what motivates you? What what are your dreams and fears? Because uh, <laughs> I, it's almost like they're teasing you. They're like, hey, we're here. We'll be back. We're going to zip off, but we'll be back. You just wait. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know, I, I, I'm I don't consider myself special compared to anyone else. But, you know, somebody that you, they always say, you know, beauty's in the eye beholder or something like that. You know, you may not see how you're special witnessing these things, but something out there clearly does. Um, because if they come back to you over and over again, then clearly you seeing these things over and over again, or is a sign that, you know, they can see it even if you can't, um, as far as what they might be doing, uh, do jump down the rabbit hole of woo here um personal you're gonna opinion the, you're going to use the word allegedly aren't you <laughs> allegedly they yes um you know i've had a lot of theories over the years and to be honest i think there is something with certain bloodlines that they are looking at and trying to find you know with the abduction scenarios and people claiming uh they they had me produce a child or something like that um i'm honestly wondering with a hybrid program if they are somehow giving us our us meaning our souls future bodies to exist in that transcend the physical limitations that we've had over the last How's it been 10,000 10, years, something like that? Immortality. So consciousness surviving beyond the human form. And I tell you what, man, we're on the brink of that already because this AI that's coming out, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. I mean, it's inspiring, but it's also scary. I guarantee in our lifetime, AI will get to know our personalities so well that even after we're gone, it can simulate our personality, our demeanor certainly our voice easiest of all so after we're gone our children our our family members can still essentially have a conversation with us as if we're still here that's that's already happening i mean that's you're going to see that in our lifetime how aliens play a role in that i i i guess i guess we'll see i mean clearly they're more advanced than us i guess the million dollar question a lot of people are speculating even in the movie Contact, Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey, they were asking these same questions back then. Aliens are so advanced, but do they have a sense of spirituality? Do they believe in God? If so, what does that look like? Um, and if, if they do or don't, how does that affect our perception of them? You know, these are all, we could debate this uh, for forever and never come, really come up with the answers. But ultimately, Chase, I think there's two types of people in the world. Uh, there's people who, when they when they see something unexplained, they want to know more about it, and they run towards it looking for answers. Uh, the second camp of people, they they see something unexplained and they run away from it. It's a it's a fear based instinct. I think uh, suffice to say, you and I are the kind that run 
run towards the unknown craft as opposed to running away from it, right? Right. Well, I mean, the craft, sure. The guy on the corner, uh, I'd rather just stay clear. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, the guy on the corner, I'm sorry, was that a recent thing or was that a few years back? Oh, that was the one that I was talking about uh, first, the guy with the black eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd okay. rather stay clear, stay very far away from him, whatever he was. That was we odd. Yeah, I'm. I'm asking. Did that, was that did that incident occur recently, or was that a long time ago? No, that was probably like 2016, 2017. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's color changing contacts, but why? Why would you be sitting on a park bench in the middle of nowhere, just waiting for some unsuspecting guy and be like, "Hey, can you see my eyes?" <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh... That was a weird experience for sure. And like, you know, it's the same feeling, the same feeling of touching the battery when I kind of walked past him too. So they're tracking you, buddy. They're tracking you. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure they are. I don't want to, whatever, as long as they're nice, uh, you know, and follow rules, I'll, I'll do that. You know, it'd be really fun. Uh, and we're about to wrap this up, but what'd be really fun is to put you under hypnosis and see what's really happened to you. Cause for all we know, we're just scratching the surface. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not to freak you out. Maybe you've been taken. Maybe your experiences go back further than you can even remember. Uh, but do we really want to go down? Do you really want to know the answer to that? I, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that would, um, I don't know. Uh, I know they've gone back quite far, at least probably to when I was like two or three, but further than that, uh, I might be a little hesitant to find, you know, origins dating back further. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure, but yeah. Well, it's interesting. We will, uh, we'll keep our eyes to the skies. And uh, lastly, before we wrap up, I have to get this off my chest because I've never, I haven't publicly said this yet. February 13th, just a couple weeks ago, I was letting my dog out the backyard to do her business. I was just starting to get dark and my mom was standing right next to me because she, she had come over to meet the new puppy, the new dog that I got. So we we're opening the sliding door that goes into my backyard. And I'm looking up at the sky. And like I said, it was just starting to get dark. And I saw a really, really bright star. It looked a little bigger than your average star. And it was moving slowly from my left to my right, which would have been towards the east. And I, I'm just looking at it. And my, my first thought was, wow, what? I wonder what that is. And before I had a time to even finish the thought, it completely phased out. It didn't zip away. It just suddenly disappeared. And I said, holy smokes. I said, mom, did you see that? She, she was looking at the dog. She was like, and just to, you know, ruffle my feathers. She was like, oh, sure, sure. You saw something, <laughs> but it was, it was weird. It was odd. I mean, I, I suppose it could have been the international space station or something like that. But to see something completely disappear on a cloudless night uh, kind of made me excited. And now every every time I let my dog out, I'm looking towards the sky. And so I guess I'll keep everybody posted if anything interesting happens. Um, but I've been begging them to take me for years. And, and apparently they don't find me interesting enough because I've yet to have one abduct me. I keep telling them I'm willing to play along. They just, they just don't want me. I'm like a I'm like a catch and, you know, the catch and release. They just throw me right back. So if they did catch me, they threw me back and I don't, I don't remember. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple of apps you can use, you know, on your phone, there's a, there's flight radar 24, which is a free app that tells you, you know, any flight that's in the area. So if it doesn't appear on that, there's a higher chance that it's unidentified. And then there's heavens above, which will show you, it's another free app. It'll show you, you know, 
constellations. It'll show you rockets, SpaceX, um, the space station, anything that, you know, man-made usually that's up there. Um, and if it doesn't appear on both, your chances are a lot higher that it's not not anything in this part of the universe. Um, it's not local. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the guy there said in the contact movie, he said it's there you not go. local. I didn't Crazy even remember man. that one, man. <laughs> Thanks, Super Chase. fan Thanks. here. Yeah. Thanks for the app suggestions. I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners will be downloading it right now as they're listening. So, uh, okay, Chase, keep us posted. If anything else happens, we're going to bring you back on the program. And, hell, if you want to come back and talk ghosts and, and conspiracy theories, we can do that as well. It's always it's, it's really a, tra- a, a pleasure having you, my friend. Awesome, Andy. Thank you so much for having me once again. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week on another episode of So Strange.